Yo, this your boy Chris J. You are listening to another extravagant episode of Threes from the Ring podcast. And of course, I got my boy Charles Sav on this joint. Alright, so the past couple of days has been real entertaining for NBA, not so much for wrestling, but NBA has been a very exciting cup past 48 hours. Basketball as this week was a little meh, but at the same time, like overall, it was pretty exciting uh, mm-hmm. in terms of games, but like in terms of drama, it didn't hit until this weekend. Around Saturday, I want to say maybe, what, 11, 12 o'clock, I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, Jimmy got traded to Philly. And I was shocked. I was really shocked because I thought Jimmy was going to stay another week, maybe two. And Tibbs was like, yeah, folk, uh, we getting you out of here, G." We want no parts. To this day, to this day, I still don't think it. To this day, I still don't think it was tips. I think I think it was that owner who advocately said, "Nigga, we I'm searching high and low to get you up out of here." Oh yeah, I know the yeah. owner was trying, but uh, he's it's still uh, tips job to at least try. And like the funny thing is, the night before Jimmy got traded. He was complaining about his minutes. Yeah. And there's one thing you don't make uh, make a comment about Tibbs is how he rolls with his minutes. And I guess Tibbs was mm-hmm. like, I got to get this nigga out of here. He's coming you know at what? me now. <laughs> you know what? That's everything I, 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 I live and breathe by. They hear niggas play 40 hours a game, even though we got 12 people on I mean, 14 people on the team. I'll make you play out. But they, and now it's an overtime. And, yeah. It was really weird how long he made them play out there. So I don't. And Jimmy basically knows he's gone, so he can say whatever the heck he wants. You know, he's Jimmy Butler at this point. Yep. So, so overall, I feel like this trade is a. It's good for. It's mainly good for Jimmy, good for Philly, and. You could say as the Timberwolves as a, as a team, not really. But for Cat and Wiggins, it's like a big ass monkey off their back. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm but, on the I'm on the side of this is that 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 was a good pickup for the Timberwolves. They they added they added they added more depth. Agreed. So something just they need it. But you got to uh, question how Tibbs is going to use said death too. If he is that stupid, well, Tim's out of a job anyway. They, I'm pretty sure they done regardless. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they coach. Uh, looking for coaches right now. So, but and when you look at the roster, and shout out to whoever coach you gonna get that roster next year. When you look at the roster, you can see like 
they added Robert Covington, which is going to be really, really good. Uh, he Hopefully can, he you know, jump shot again. Indeed. Um, and then, like, I really like Dario Sarge because he can get Todd Gibson off the bench, which is Todd Gibson's best role is coming off the bench. Agreed. Um, you get Todd Gibson off the bench. And that random old pick. But I really like the Dario Sarge thing. Dario Sarge and Cat look like they can be really, really good with each other. Both of them can play in the hole and outside. So it, it, should, be, it should be really, really good. I enjoy it. I, I, I personally like it. Yeah, I like, like it. overall, like, it's good, like, for all parties involved. Regardless, mm-hmm. like definitely Philly, because it seems like Philly is definitely invested in giving Jimmy that his last long term contract. So yeah. it's perfect because Philly already paid Joel and B, and Ben Simmons' contract ain't due for another f- couple few years. So mm-hmm. so yeah, so like it works out for everybody. Everybody's happy. Timberwolves. It's gonna be interesting to see how. How Tibbs inserts Dario Sarge? Like, I feel like I agree he should start over Taj Gibson, and it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting because it really adds a great element to the floor because Dario Sarge is a great stretch four, but he could, like you say, he could play inside as well, and mm-hmm. it also allow. It, it, I feel like it also open up the floor more for Cat because Cat needs space. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like to at least when he decides to go in the hole, like I feel like he shoots a outrageous amount of threes already. But I feel yeah. like Jimmy not being a sharpshooter, he's a he can shoot, but he's not like a oh man that dude's gonna be a knockdown shooter and all of that. And that's what, that, that's what like the thing when people saying oh Jimmy gonna get it's it's, it's kind of having the same thing as Robert Covington. That it's just a superstar. It's just a freaking. All star Robert Covington. Yeah, Just, it's not like it's not like Jimmy gonna be going freaking fast for fab every night. It's not gonna happen. And plus, he's like the third option. Well, technically two B because Ben Simmons is a playmaking person first. And you know, going on the, the Philly side, this benefits. I think it benefits Ben Simmons more than it benefits uh, what's his face, um, Jimmy Butler, because you know that gives. When you sit Joel Embiid, that gives because you're gonna have Jimmy Butler and probably Ben. And when Ben Simmons playing with the bench, the, the other teams know that Ben Simmons is the the priority when it comes to um when it comes to you know we're not gonna let him score on defensive things of that nature. And the fact that you got Jimmy Butler, you play them two together, it's gonna get it's gonna get Ben Simmons where he's comfortable at in the hole. You know, when, when Ben Simmons playing with Joel Embiid, I think that's him at his best. Or when he playing with, like, J.J. Reddy, because, you know, the defense has to focus on them two as well and not just – but when, you know, Ben Simmons out there with, like, Shamet and, and even to an extent when he was out there with Robert Covington, God forbid him and with him and uh, Markel Fultz share the same floor sometimes, you know, it gets it gets to the point where they can, it's easier to say, hey, you going to take this guy down jump shot or you're going to have to pass this ball. So, with Jimmy being up, he ain't going to have to – I still think he needs to start attempting more because it's getting really, really, really annoying not seeing him shoot jump shots. But I also think um, it's going to help him out a lot. And, and with him being able to get more and more shots 
or not just shots, just more and more points. And also, it's going to help. Like, that playmaking is going to be beautiful coming from Ben Simmons. They're going to be a good team. I'm definitely putting them over the Bucks, whoever who's really high on the Bucks. I do not care. I'm definitely putting them over the Bucks right now. And, you know, it's between – I still say Toronto's number one because that team is just put together really, really well. But it's between them and the Celtics now because the Celtics got chemistry problems. So, you know, but Philly's looking – Philly's looking real good, real good. Yeah, like Philly's definitely – a lot better automatically because yeah. like even though Jimmy is has the reputation of a bad teammate in the locker room on court like he's one of the better teammates to have in a way solely okay. because like no matter what like he's talented but he works hard and he knows yeah. how to bring the best out of everybody when they like him and like and plus, people's cracking jokes saying, oh, Jimmy's going to take over the locker room. People forget Joel Embiid is a bigger-than-life personality, and he's already yeah. extremely vocal. He's not like Cat. He's not like Wiggins. He has heart. And he has a couple of souls of very respectable big men in the league who souls, and they have not pulled up on him yet. So yeah. if you think Jimmy Butler has – the ability to think he's going to walk in Joel Embiid's locker room and think he's just going to be like, my team, oh, you niggas is wild and whop the bam, just being disrespectful. If anything, if I was Ben Simmons, break up with that damn Kardashian forever because she might suck, suck Jimmy off soon. So abandon all hope with that Kardashian. But um, that's, a side, that's a different story for a different day. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, Jimmy brings what I've been saying about Philly since last year. They need another go-to score, especially in the perimeter, yeah. because until Ben Simmons decides to be add a jump shot or Markel Fultz starts being consistent and be the number like that scoring threat that he was in college, then you need Jimmy Butler to pair with Gerald Embiid in turn of scoring. Like, I'm not saying uh, Ben Simmons can't score, but he's not a consistent scoring threat because his skill set offensively in terms of scoring is very limited to just, a mm-hmm. I'm in a paint. All right, I'm bigger than you. I'm going to drive through you, even though he has handles. But it's like, it's limited. It's extremely mm-hmm. limited while and it lessens the burden on Joel B to feel like he's scoring, to score. And, like, it's good because Joel B is averaging 30. But I feel like he necessarily doesn't need to have drop 30. If anything, I feel like it helps Joel Embiid in more because it allows him to be a lot more efficient as well. And it lessens the ball being in his hands, too, because Embiid can hold on to the ball, and that's why he has a very high turnover rate for a center. Yeah. Like, it's up there in boogie numbers with, like, three, four turnovers. I'm like, bro, you are a center. Come on now. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's go- it's definitely going to help. Like, they're going to be a lot better defensively. Like, you literally you got to go through Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid just to score. Good luck. Mm-hmm. And J.J. Redick ain't no slouch. And as far as I've seen, Markel Fultz ain't that bad. He's not that bad defensively. He puts effort. Like, he – 
Like he's yeah. inconsistent offensively, but I see the effort defensively. So like I don't, I don't think I've seen a game where Markel folks legit got cooked. So which is a positive. So like they're going to be a, they're they're definitely like the two B of the East right now. Like it's still the Celtics as two A, but regardless, like they're a lot better team. And I mm-hmm. will say this back to the Timberwolves. Jimmy Butler owes Derrick Rose a thank you because he made this exit a lot more easier for him. Derrick Rose hooping has made it where it was like Timberwolves be like, we might not be that bad once we get rid of this man. I might go for that. I just hope you don't have to say, you know, Derrick Rose hooping now ever again. In a sense of this is just going to be the norm. It's just going to be Derrick Rose putting on, you know, putting up points. It's just going to be Derrick Rose, you know, averaging 22 for the rest of, you know, not for the rest, but, you know, for the next, like, two or three years. So, I, I you know, I just, it's it's so good. I know we had this whole thing last week, but still seeing it again, it's just so crazy to see him out here just putting in work. Agreed. Like, I definitely agree. Like, Rose has stepped up into being – Technically, the number two option now. Like he, like I still believe you. Cat is Cat's team now, but uh-huh. I feel like Derrick Rose being there helps a lot because I really don't believe in Wiggins at all much as a number two option. Yeah. He can still average twenty, but I feel like Minnesota at their best is going to be with Derrick number two. And at some nights, literally being number one, and I feel like still let Derek come off the bench. It's not going to hurt. Like he, just let him yeah. close out games. Like he's like the man wants to win six man. So let him let him let, let his dream prosper. Like he's just use him in the Lou Will Jamal Crawford role of look. He comes off the bench. He's and he play he plays with the uh, the starters at the end. We'll just probably figure out some lineup that works. And all of that. Hopefully, Tibbs is smart enough because just for Derek's body's sake, but also, like, I feel like it's best for the team as well. Especially, mm-hmm. I feel like Darius Sarge is definitely going to start. I don't see Robert Covington starting. He he should. Like, who would That'd they line? They, the so they starting lineup would be what Jeff T. Wiggins. Yeah, Covington might actually start. Yeah, Covington is going to start. Phil Jimmy's void. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sark, sorry, and then cat, yeah. and then off the bench you got, and then this helps their bench because now you have Rose Gibson. That uh mm-hmm. oh wait they got that Okugi dude that's been playing well too so he might. I don't actually think he's start. gonna start over. I don't think he's gonna start over. He might take Wiggins' job, <laughs> but I don't think he's gonna. Now they paying Wiggins too much money to take his job. Yeah. Well, um, Wiggins got one more think he's year start over. to figure it out. Yeah, but like you have a few pieces on off the bench that yeah. you can work with. So like Timberwolves still pretty competitive. Like they'll be in that. We're fighting. The yeah, they could. I like, they could still like they could still make the playoffs. I believe they can be like a fighting for the eight seven seed. I don't yeah. see nothing better than that. Like if they do, they definitely prove me wrong. And then Tibbs bought himself another year. Honestly. But, I um, don't think he he makes it a playoffs and if which won't happen, they will have to get like a fifth or, or fourth seed. 
and they win a round, then yeah, I can honestly say he gets another year. But the fact that they won't win another round, I mean, they won't win a round, that this, the Timberwolves team is ruined, I can't see him getting another, the team is, the team is ruined. Like, there's no, there's no, though they got good pieces and stuff like that, like, it's hard to come back from something like this. You make it to the playoffs, that's just because of your star power. You know, you're not making it to the playoffs just because, you know, you coached them really, really well. You know, they'll play, like, go, those teams like Golden State got, like, big star power and stuff like that. Steve Kerr is a heck of a coach. So he's going to make sure they're, co- he's going to coach them really, really well. Thibodeau is a good coach, too. I just don't think this is a team for him, especially with, like, the young stars that they had. And, you know, it's just, he, the Thibodeau needed a team full of dogs. As Stephen A. would say, and unfortunately, you know, and that's not a bad thing not to be a quote-unquote dog and who lost the champ. That's not a bad thing, but that's not a team. But I think Thibodeau can still be an NBA coach. It's just that you know that team is not for him. They need a they need a not a soft coach, more of a but a coach. coach. That, yeah, more of a players coach. A coach that's going, you know. And a, a coach that can help develop Carl Anthony Towns even more to help him get to that number. Though Carl Anthony Towns is the, the best person on that team, it's still sometimes for when Jimmy was there, he wasn't the number one option. Mm-hmm. And that was a problem. So develop Carl Anthony Towns more. We say all these big things about him. He's one of my favorite players in the league. So, it, you know, we just definitely got one more year. But Carl Anthony Towns got two more years to... To say I'm up there with AD and Joel and B when it comes to big men, you know things of that nature. Because niggas out here wild and niggas saying Joe better than him, G. Niggas out here wild and huh? Hey, well, <laughs> thing is, Jokic is out, like as much as I don't believe in the Nuggets, their record says like, hey, hey, he's putting his team on his back and it, and he's showing. So like, hey, I'm not mad at people saying it. I'm not like. The play speaks for itself, and the numbers yeah. support it. Yeah, but I feel like but it's I'm just not, with Cat. I feel like it's Cat. Like he has all the tools. He just needs to get pushed to be aggressive. Like nigga, yeah. be act like you're the best player, one of the best players in the league. Act like you're a top ten talent in this league. G, like yeah. the coaches voted you in to be an all star last year, and yeah. so like they, but other teams believe in you like they see you talented they know you talented they scout they they see you so it's like mm-hmm. embrace it g embrace it like you are and before this nigga get like a, a, a and god forbid a freaking injury or something you know because like i feel and we, i know we're gonna get to it later let me get to it now how we, if you're done talking about the season situation but like porzingis man that hurts to see something like that, especially like you know, I was a fan of Porzingis. I was a, it was him and Carl Anthony Towns that I was just like, man, these two dudes bringing the big man back, quote unquote. And to see Porzingis go, and we don't even they say he can't even run yet. That's actually been uh, uh, Porzingis posted a video of him running. Like oh dang of, for real yeah just to kind of say like it was actually sprinting too so 
I think it was more like the Knicks trying to downplay like he's probably not coming back anytime soon. So what? What you thinking? I thought like three weeks before the playoffs or something. In a way, like it's more up to what the Knicks want to do because even if Porzingis comes back, they're going to be bad. They're going to be. be Honestly, they can make the AC with Porzingis coming back because it, with Tim it Hardaway depends Jr. where the Knicks are right now. Like, what's their record right now? Because they're like, in booty cheeks. I think they one of the, the lowest teams in the East. They don't. They don't win games, bro. I think the. I think the only two teams with worse record than them is the Wizards and the Hawks. Let's see. Uh-huh. Yeah. It. The, yeah. The Knicks are four and ten. Atlanta, Washington, and Cleveland's under. But yeah, like, but it depends like where they at come All Star Weekend. Like, it will help that Porzingis would come back after All Star Weekend. I feel like solely just uh, for one, this you're this is a new coach, and I'm pretty sure David Fisdale yeah. wants to acclimate uh Porzingis game speed to the system yeah. and all of that, and want to see how he can use Porzingis talents in his system because literally like each time I look at the Knicks stats, Enos Cantor's cooking. Yeah. Enos Cantor is putting up some crazy numbers playing like, the Enos Porzingis Cantor's role. extremely underrated too for what he underrated. does off the bench. Yeah, off like he's one of the best six man one of the six man type players in the league. He's just he plays that role perfectly. Solely because he can't play defense worth a damn. But he can rebound and mm-hmm. he can score in short spurts, which is where he's most effective. So it's like with Porzingis, it's like I will hope they let him play this season. Even if it's like the last two, three weeks, you don't want him to come in next season too rusty. That's the thing. Yeah. And, which that's I'm strongly against because it's like you want, him, you want him to get used to like playing again. You want even yeah. especially with an ACL tear, even though it's 2018, but you want him to figure out like okay what can i what can i do and what can i not do with uh now that after i recover this from this injury you rather know sooner than later so at least that way enter in the summer you know what specifically you got to work on okay like do i need to be more of an inside type player do i need to like uh like just figure out like what he needs to work on at the end of the day, because he's still freakishly young, so he still can take in a lot. I just, man, I, you know, with me, it, uh, I see him as being, you know, when people start to get older, especially, he'll be in top 10 in the league. You know, he was that good. He's he coming to the, I wouldn't say he was, I wouldn't go to the point where he was saying, to say he was unguardable, but I, I will go to the point to say, it looked like it was easy for him to get buckets. Yeah, especially so, when he was aggressive and like, yeah. like he was one of the toughest. He's a tough guard, a tough player. Yeah, to also guard. he played defense, and there's no probably certain games he'd get up for other people. Like I noticed, like when he played games against like Cat and Joel and D, them games be lit. Those them games, especially the games with Cat. Him and Cat always go at it, but. You know, I just – and not because I'm a Knicks fan because I'm nowhere near it. But, you know, I'm a Porzingis fan, and I want to see Porzingis come back. I want him to come back, you know, 
much later in this season, just so we don't have that problem when, you know, same thing we got with, like, with Gordon Hayward right now, taking that whole year off, and then you playing absolute booty cheeks to where we know you can play. And, well, Hayward uh, had no choice but to miss a whole year. Like, I know that, but I'm saying, like, I don't want the same thing to have the Porzingis in which, you know, we wondering if he ever going to be the same, you know, and things like that. But quick side of the Gordon Hayward, uh, yeah, he should have never got a Utah tribute video. I don't even see why. I don't even see why people made that a small freaking news thing. You know, Gordon Hayward didn't do that much for Utah. He didn't do they that were much. consistently in the playoffs with him there. He was a best player in the post Darren Williams Utah era. Make, like well, they were, Utah won't make that noise. They were weren't making noise, but you got to think about it in the sense of the Utah Jazz history. He is, let's see here, their best small forward in history. Oh, hey, look at them Utah Jazz small forwards. Gee, okay, let's pull up the two. Let's look up the all-time team on 2K. That's probably the best. Let's see here. NBA all-time Jazz. Shout out to 2K because them all-time teams really help you know, like, hey, nigga. Let's <laughs> see. Adrian Dantley. In my book, look, man, I really don't put a lot of respect on Adrian Dantley. So. Man, I'm, I'm not. I would probably when Adrian Dantley was playing, I probably didn't even know what a travel was. So I ain't qualified. It was the 80s. He played, <laughs> in, the, he played in the 80s and 90s early 90s but definitely heavy in the 80s so like like the only small four is like it's Dantley Andre Karolinko and Hayward Andre Karolinko is technically a power forward in my book but he also played in the air world still cool to have two seven foot two seven foot niggas start so um (laughs) but yeah so in a way he's like their in in my book he's like their best small forward in history like yeah Andrew Dantley is there but I feel like in terms of doing stuff where it was his team he did a good job like he finally made an all-star okay team. but you know when it comes to the tribute video stuff it's it's more players that's like you know yeah you made it to the playoffs while the you're good you're a good player and he was they started more player player. for like seven eight more- years I know I'm saying that's what's up that you made the playoffs. I'm saying you're a great player. That's what's up. And an all-star. But I'm saying, yeah, he's an all-star. But that is still more, when you get tribute videos, right? I think it, of it as a, you not only was a great player, you took us places, but you was a dog. You eat, slept, and broke, brave Utah. The he nigga was Boston. See, he's Pitt. white in Utah. Pitt. He's white in Utah. We want you, my nigga. He ain't waste no time. Bro, he's white in Utah. He eats, I'm slept, and bread culture of jazz, Utah jazz, G. I'm just saying, like, when you think of, even when, you know, Isaiah Thomas go get that video on Paul Pierce night, before the, the Boston Celtics shipped him for the next best thing, which is Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas eats, slip, breathe Boston Celtics. Everything about him was Boston Celtics. Or anybody else who get tribute videos for coming back. It's like they go to Hayward. It's like, yeah, go to Hayward. He was the best player on their team. It just was like, you know, when Boston called, 
he answered the call with no hesitation. There was no hesitation. Nigga, everybody knew he wasn't staying with you. So. And just that, to me, that's not a, you know, a tribute worthy player. Just because he decided to leave? <laughs> like, just because he it, was wasn't, seven it wasn't. It wasn't, no, with LeBron. We know, LeBron went to the Lakers pretty early, right? He went to the Lakers like, five, what was that? Second day it, or G. first day? Gordon Hayward was, was like the last thing? remaining good free agent that year. Okay, I got this legendary fish on word there. But I'm saying, like, I, I'm trying to compare it to, like, you know, like the Braun situation, right? So, oh, my God, what, what the freak is my horse and they return me to shore? Yo, I can die out here like this. Um, My bad. Uh, when, when you look at, like, LeBron, LeBron went to the Lakers like in what? Like in a day or something like that when he was in free Last agency, thing. it took like a day or hours. something. Hours, yeah, hours. True, literally hours. Uh, but in that situation, right? We all knew it was between three teams, right? Philly, Lakers, Cleveland. But we all knew it was really between Cleveland and Philadelphia. I mean, Cleveland and um, what? The Lakers. Cleveland and all uh, the Lakers. And the reason I'm saying that. Is because the reason I'm saying that is because when you look at Gordon Hayward, and we knew the rumors of Boston wanted Gordon Hayward, it wasn't no Jazz of Boston. It was Gordon Hayward in Boston, <laughs> and there was, and that's what I mean. We knew, we know, Brad had have Cleveland heavy on his heart, and that's the team he loves, and that's the who out the champ and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure after go to hell, it was like, oh, Utah have a short as a black woman. What a fool can a guard. He goes to Boston the where there's a lot of white women, bro. I'm just saying. And Boston, Boston is Boston's a big sports town, bigger market. He get more money for things he could do. Things like that. I'm pretty sure. You know, he thought about it. He was like, man, my, my time in Utah was fun. But, um, yeah. You about to beat not the Warriors a- anytime soon, so I, that's why I, I feel like he left. I'm not beat the Warriors in the West. I beat Chris Paul in the game, but I just got my ass kicked against the Jack. I mean the Warriors. I'm off to Boston, mm-hmm. where at, at worst I get clapped in the finals. I could see a finals. That's why I feel like that's why he the main reason. Like wasn't like gee, you went to Utah to Boston, white cities. The racist of all, like Salt Lake City, there's salt I think Utah, in the title. I think Utah of, are a little less racist because of the Mormon community. Mormons are like, you know, really, really nice I don't people. Think I'm, Not I'm saying they're racist Mormons out there. I'm just saying Boston's extremely racist, though. Extremely. Like, I feel like, yeah, you got the Mormon community, but you also got a factor in this, G. I think the percentage of, if, you, if me and you were to walk into each town in Utah, and then go into the state capital, which is Salt Lake City. We'll probably be the only blacks in each in that that walks in outside of probably five more. Hmm. So that's seven. They'll be shocked to see us. They'll be like, "Who are these new niggers over here?" This is true. Exactly. Hmm? That's just I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to eat some of them goddamn cookies. The Mormons make because I heard they're really, really good. But other than that, um, yeah, I just think he, I, I, I think he didn't. 
I'm saying I don't, I'm not gonna say he don't deserve it because he did, you know, play for that team. But I wouldn't be. I'm, I'm not surprised that they didn't give him a video. And to the extent, like you know, ain't no free agents coming to Utah. Of course. Right. So if I was a Utah Jazz, I'm like, nigga, we was gonna give you everything, <laughs> all the money you wanted. You just have to stay here, my nigga. But they got Donovan Mitchell and. And things of that nature. And I think that Utah Jazz team is uh, better without them. So they're the same team without them. Honestly, like they got to the same place last playoffs without them. So you just replace Gordon Hayward for a nigga. Exactly. Like literally, you you got better you, without them. They're the same without them. In my book, the better was you replace them with a nigga, man. You're right. You're right, but that nigga, <laughs> but that right. nigga is in Utah, and I'm pretty hey, sure as soon, man. as soon as Donovan Mitchell can, he's he's getting out of there, bro. It's nothing like Donovan <laughs> Mitchell don't sign, look, man. Donovan Mitchell don't look like the Carl Malone type, where he loves white people, he loves to hunt, and probably vote for Trump. Donovan Mitchell literally probably every day hopes. That there's a hood or ghetto that just springs up in <laughs> in Utah. I doubt his off season house is in Utah. I doubt it. I doubt he has a home there. I'm pretty sure he just goes to hotels and lives there, G, for the season. <laughs> he probably get a nice little, a nice little, uh, a nice little like. You know, the rental mansions people use on reality shows, even though ain't no such thing as reality shows in Utah. But uh, I will low-key be interested in a reality show in Utah solely because mm-hmm. just what just what could possibly come out of it. Cause just to see oh, my what, what God, people somebody ain't turn the butter. <laughs> somebody ain't turn the butter. Dun, dun, dun. But, yeah, like, see, so... Oh, so let's go into the next breaking news anyway. While you churn, uh, looking for the butter to churn, uh, <laughs> Melo's on his way out of the Rockets. <laughs> it's very unfortunate, but during the day, <laughs> it's sad but funny. Like it's sad but funny, G, because it's like with Melo, this is one of the greatest scores in NBA history. But this man hit the swiftest. <laughs> The swiftest of drop-offs of any all-time great I ever seen. Like, the man in just a couple years ago in New York was averaging 20. Savaging 20. It was a it was a respectable 20 over 20 plus points. And then this nigga literally, literally fell off bad. It's like his production literally went down horribly. Like, like, damn, nigga. Okay. There's something really wrong with Melo. Because he didn't play tonight. James Harden. They won, Illness. by the way, against the Indiana Pacers, which is not a bad thing. Illness team. is the excuse for the past two games he missed. Which, yeah, I know. AKA, they say, hey, you not playing, We're bro. sick of you. Take all the sick time. We sick of you, my nigga. Um, team illness, but no, this team plays so that's good. Even though I don't what, know who that's this, what Daryl uh, Morey feels about uh, uh my man's mellow. That's the illness. Fat. Fat. <laughs> Even though I think this James and his dude probably won't be here much longer either. 
But the problem um, with the Rockets is literally they, they replaced some great vets for some young niggas that never been in the field before. Who the heck is Isaiah Hartenstein? He's uh, the white. He's he's some white center. He was decent in the summer league. Like he wasn't bad, but he was decent. He would have started yeah, if, if uh, Clint Capella wasn't accepting the bag, though. James Harden dropped forty now for twenty shots. Uh, he did it in the most James Harden way possible. Fifteen free throws hey. attempted. Fourteen eight. It's very unfortunate because I just traded him in the fantasy league and he now wants to produce, but I feel like I'm not going to see this production consistently. I'm getting yoked, so I'm fine. So, let me tell you how stupid this is, by the way. He shot one two-pointer. James Harden? Yes. So, he's 9 for 20. 8 for 18 from the three-point range. He shot one three-pointer, bro. I mean, he shot one two-pointer, bro. Wow. He attempted one and made wow. one. I'm pretty sure he attempted more. He attempted three and made one. Wow. So pretty much every time he went in the hole, he got fouled. Except like three times. That's what it sounds that's when like. The, I, I swear to God, that's one of those situations where the rest of like the Rockets need a win. I, 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 don't, I don't believe in like rough conspiracy stuff. But I'm pretty sure it was on the rocket side of this basketball. G. The nigga went to the free throw line 15 times, and that nigga shot eight for 18 from three. I, I, I. Well, Chris Paul had a good game with 26 as well. So them niggas is literally playing so Daryl Morey doesn't look at his analytics and figure out who's getting traded. More man, Max Keller man might not ever say that Daryl Money is the top executive again because that once you pick Carmelo Anthony up on your team, you got a hole with that. <laughs> you got a hole with that. Thing is, okay. he's been wanting Melo for years, and he got a hole with that. He's been wanting Melo for years, and he finally got him, thought he could change him. We all thought Melo was gonna enter the situation like, oh. He got James Harden and Chris Paul giving him the ball. He's going to be fine. Nigga has not been the same, G, since he put that OKC jersey on. Maybe Melo should have played a few games for the Hawks. Got him in the flow, then got traded. Maybe. Like, and it would have showed the Rockets that we didn't need him. But hey, Trevor Reason must have been going anyway. He, he looked like Trevor Reese was going to leave regardless. Um, Trevor Reese was uh, like, at, look, either I'm going to stay or I'm collecting the bag. Before we get back to the, the pure um, Carmelo son, I want to say this real quick because we were just talking about Jotic. Uh, Jotic doesn't play defense. And the reason I say this, right? We know this. He, the reason I've I definitely say this. Defense. What'd you say? I've been saying he's not a good defender. He's very. I know. I, he doesn't really I'm try. Trying to bring up Brooke Lopez dropped 28 points on his head. Top, right? Cool. This is the kicker about that. He had a career high for three. Yep. Remind me, Brooke Lopez is a center. He hit eight threes. I know. Attempted 13, by the way. 13. 
Shout out to Mike Budenholzer too, because <laughs> that nigga coaching the heck out this team. He's but a good coach. You gotta remember, he coached that Hawks. He he coached Jeff Teague, yeah, Kyle Corver, Paul Millsap, and Al Horford. A freaking All Star selections. Oh, and Boston has to hold this. I think they got the same record as a. They almost got the same record as the Los Angeles Lakers. They gonna have the same record as the Lakers at the end of this game. Mm. Boston lost to uh, Portland, but they gonna have the same. Hey man, it happens. But uh, let me go back to my. So my um my prediction is that. And I'm going Notre Dame, sir. Melo's going to end back up in New York, but it's going to be in a Brooklyn Nets jersey. I'm telling you this right now. Think about all the teams other than the Sacramento Kings because they take anybody. But think about all the teams in the NBA. The Bulls definitely not going to take him because he's in a big game nuts. Minnesota, no. need another non-defending-ass nigga on their team. <laughs> We already have Jabari Parker. Who, they're kind of the same nigga in body shape and every in every way. Jabari Parker, Jabari Parker better kiss his goddamn hometown goodbye. By the way, but <laughs> he's not gonna be in that long either. Nigga, booty cheeks. Bobby Porter's got his spot when he come back. But um, Lori, you mean cough cough? I know Lori. You've been Bobby Porter. <laughs> hey. All I know is Lori Market and the Bobby Porter gonna have more minutes than the Bobby Parker because I don't want to call the man washed. But uh, but back to Melo. So Melo, Melo, he's gonna end up in Brooklyn because nobody else is gonna want him. Whole well, not, I don't want to talk whole town, but you know, from New York, but was in the area. You know, he played for the New York Knicks. He just called to Brooklyn, finished the rest of his career there, or slash. He makes the he makes that 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 to try to go off of that man like three hundred million to come out there, G. And he gonna have to take it. <laughs> he gonna have to take it, bro. But I don't see him. I don't see no unless the Lakers do the dumb thing and pick him up. But the Lakers also don't need no non-defending nigga. At they the don't need so. like even though like I'm watch. Speaking of which, I am watching the uh, Lakers game. We do officially have league pass, so. Oftentimes when we are recording, I will have a basketball game on in the background. But um, but uh, what was I about to say? Yeah, like they don't need. You know, they, Lakers defense has been on point. They've been playing two young ass teams, but they don't need Melo either. They have enough veterans, and yeah. and you have Kuzma, who's literally a way better Melo right now. Mm-hmm. And just Dwayne like Melo, he don't play defense either. Uh, Kuz would try to play defense. That nigga just can't. <laughs> I ain't going to say he can't. Or, you know, he just in an unlucky situation where the wild shots just go in. But, uh, yeah, Melo's going to end up in Brooklyn or China. Mark my words. Mm. Or he going to... You know, end up in freaking. I want to see him in Brooklyn just because I don't have to worry about a, a metal team being bad because I already know that team will be horrible. But even though the Brooklyn Nets could sneak into the Easter uh, Easter Conference playoffs, they're I hope they good do. enough. 
I, no, no, I don't hope they do because I want them to have a pick. So I kind of hope they don't. Agreed. Like I really, <laughs> it's really tough to really say what's next for Melo. I'm telling you, Brooklyn or China. I know, but it, it, even then, for Brooklyn, it's like he'd be that he'd be the old head in the locker room amongst a bunch of young ass niggas, and it's just like. <sighs> I feel like I feel bad because there's really nowhere for him to go. It's, bro, no team can use Melo right now. He had he's, he did not age like wine in that league, bro. Everybody else from the banana boat except for Melo aged like wine. The only reason Dwayne Wade can't do it no more is because his body is paper mache. But other than that, everybody Mello, in the banana group aged like wine. But Wade's been having a decent year, though. He's been having a decent year. Damn, compared to his other two counterparts, well, except for Melo, but compared to like the other two banana boat dudes, Wade is, uh, well, this is last year, so I hope he have a decent last year. I can't wait to see him go against Braun one last time. Hoping that game went the way Wade's drop at least 20. At least 20. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go back to back. LeBron has 30, Wade has 20. <laughs> Wade got to struggle 22. It's gonna be like six for thirty. It's gonna mm. hurt. It's gonna mm. hurt. <laughs> uh, well, I was saying, but yeah, I can't. I can't see him. I can't see him really. You know, doing anything either but being in Brooklyn or because Brooklyn can use him to get more people in the seats, even though it's mellow. But you know, him him in the Eastern Conference. His him in the Eastern Conference with what a team who Wizards? probably. What'd you say? Well, if the Wizards pick up Melo in an act of desperation, bro, that's gonna be the first terror attack in DC because that's gonna blow up. I can't. Uh, no, bro. The Wizards are so bad. <laughs> Yo, did you see the? Did you see first take? Stephen A. couldn't hold it in. <laughs> he, was so, he was breaking it down. G. It was like he said John Wall got that money and came in the trainer kept fat. <laughs> now they can't do nothing. <laughs> I was like, Yo, Stephen A. going crazy. And it looked like the only thing they got away as leverage as a team. The only thing they got as leverage as a team is Bradley Beal. The only thing you can do with that is flip them for something <laughs> and take the next three years. So it's going to be oh so bad. You can't flip John Wall contract because ain't nobody going to want that. And, oh, it's not like John God. Wall is bad either. It's just, I think that nigga's just fed up of DC. Like, <laughs> but he took the money. <laughs> Are you going to reject two hundred million dollars? Nigga, if I feel like if I feel like I can go somewhere and make a a contender team over the top, yeah, I reject it. Most contender teams already have they. Uh, $200 million guy or two. I'm saying you don't even have to get the – because John Wall, who you with, Adidas? He just signed back with Adidas after flipping back and forth between Nike and Jordan. 
<laughs> realized and Jordan was like, yeah, you ain't getting no shit in your shoe over here too, but nigga, you better go back to the three strikes. Literally, I'm going to say this but, is, uh, John Wall <laughs> tweaked hard as hell. The moment, John Wall, everything was going swell and well for John Wall the moment he left Adidas. That's effed up. He's the only dude who's not prospering after leaving Adidas. Bro, the nigga was so hurt that James Harden was getting shoes and whatnot, bro. He had like this big old contract. Well, nigga, James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah, like, like nigga, man. you had a shoe. It was you and yeah. Derrick Rose and Dame, and then James Harden just joined. Of course, he was gonna be the bear star because Derrick Rose fell off the, uh, at the time, fell off the place yeah. of the earth, and you, yeah, John Wall's an all star, but then it's like nigga, Dame is slightly a, it's is done more. No offense to John Wall, he's done more. He had more all oh, damn oh, moments than John Wall. You know, I feel like the Eagles. Made I feel like the Eagles. Has John Wall made out of the first round? Yeah. He's been to a second round a couple of times. Remember, like, okay, he beat the Bulls one year, got to the second mm-hmm. round. He got – each time John Wall got eliminated in the first round – I mean, second round. And the year when uh, our boy uh, Kelly Olenek gave <laughs> – Gave the Wizards yeah, fifty. Yeah. <laughs> gave them fifty oh, in yeah. Game Seven. They had all that G in the Game Seven. Kelly Olynyk gave them boys. Gave them boys fifty, bro. And Kelly Olynyk. I don't might think be it was fifty to be exact. Bags, oh, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Let me give people the exact number. I don't want to say fifty because it makes it worse. But it was bro, close to. Why you looking for the numbers, bro? It was a time. Probably for like a year or two years or whatever. Cody Allen, Kelly only Nick was giving niggas buckets, bro. <laughs> he got a check for Miami for it, bro. Oh, man. He literally got a check because of that playoff game, G. <laughs> he got a check. 41. No, wait, no. 32. Wait, no. It was 32? Wait, wait, hold we on. Down playing, I think, we up playing the heck out of that, man. Wait, 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 wait. Well, I'm wrong. Hold on. Playoff career high. But like all I remember is he giving them buckets, him giving them buckets, and literally him being the sole reason why they they uh beat the uh, Wizards in that game. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't the reasons, goddamn him. He wasn't one of the reasons they didn't get swept by Broad either, right? No, no, no. That was no, uh, that was Avery Bradley, Bradley making Mark. one, uh, getting blessed by the basket. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, bro, you. Little side note again. Looking back on that, you can tell how good that Warriors team was, G. Because Brian O'Reilly threw the Eastern Conference that year, bro. Yeah. There was like no contest, G. They ran through the Eastern Conference, G. Not the Warriors, it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it was 26 it was 26 points but the way he was hooping it looked like it was 40 (laughs) (laughs) sorry for the misinformation oh man Chris I thought thought you went I thought you went playing for a second I'm like well after said of that but uh oh I just say uh who were we talking about? How bad Washington is and how yeah. that's going to be a lot of domestic terrorism thing waiting to happen? Bro, 
Dust They just need to blow it up. Fight that coach first. Scott Brooks. I'm going to say this now while we're on topic of this team. Scott Brooks has to be the most underachieving coach (laughs) of all time, bro. Like, this man had KD and Westbrook and could not get back into the finals. Multiple times. And then, wait, one of the reasons, one of the reasons, wait, no, was that Billy Donovan? Wait, no, Billy wait, Donovan when, when, been there. Billy Donovan's first year was when, uh, was when, uh, they, uh, was it when Clay gave them buckets? Yeah, it was when Clay killed the ass in game six. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's what happened with that. Um, but he's literally the most underachieving coach. You had Russ and KD. And then you get you go to the East. You got another chance. And you get John Wall and Bradley Bill. And you can't even be a top three seed, G. Oh man. Like literally, you can't even be a top three seed in the East. You know, ain't no, ain't no more Bayman where we even say coffees with LeBron James and stuff like that. It's something, there was a like, year they, I will never forget that them niggas really thought LeBron and they were scared of him, and they tanked just oh, so they could yeah. avoid him. Oh yeah! But you could have met LeBron and them if you didn't let Kelly Olynyk give you twenty five, and then even the game six. Where John Wall, never forget, let Isaiah Thomas with no hip, no hip, drop 50 on <laughs> This nigga Isaiah Thomas sweated at me out the game. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's but, sad. uh. Sad. Hey, still got y'all on that, buddy. Oh, it be like that sometimes, man. Like. I don't know what they're gonna do because you give away Bradley. It's like you give away Bradley Bill for some, for what, like a pick and some, some, some bag of chips and whatnot, right? To the Lakers or whoever. I still don't want them to go to the Lakers because that I think that spot is hell for Clay. I think it's right. It's it's right there for the take. That's what I'm saying. If the Lakers are smart, you wait to the off season to do anything. That way, you you don't got to risk losing anything. I still think they could. I still think they can add something, even if it, it resulted in somebody getting bought out on one of these things. But the only, I think the only big nigga getting bought out is J.I. Smith. And, well, they can bring in Kyle Corver back. I think Kyle Corver would be really good for the Lakers. I think Cle- Cleveland is looking. Kyle Corver is the only player of value. They're trying to get value for something. Mm-hmm. Kyle Corver is, is getting traded. And- but Kyle Corver, oh, it's heckin' it. Well, I know he's, because he's a. I, I, he still can light up the three. He still make threes, and he's not a horrible defender. That nigga been in the league for forever, though. He's <laughs> been in the league as long oh, as he's, him and LeBron. And, damn. Yeah, I don't damn. think they – when they going to ever uh, – I don't think his trade value that high. Come on. It's not high, but you can get something. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can get a second-round pick or a – a, a, a first round pick off a contender because they have nothing to mm-hmm. lose. 
But if I'm the Lakers, I'm not about to like like you guys. If one thing I can say about the Lakers, they draft very well. They have mm-hmm. drafted very well, and it proves by like certain players, like, like outside of like Ingram and uh and Lonzo, Long, but man. like you got Hart out of nowhere, Kuzma. you got Kuzma out of nowhere, you got even like the even though like Mo Wagner hasn't played, he's shown he can like he has he's shown flashes in summer league, he can hoop. I don't know who the hell this Jonathan Williams dude is. But when before they got Chandler, he was pretty damn decent. <laughs> so it's like if I'm the Lakers, I'm like I could find a diamond and rough nigga if I need to. I ain't about to give up no late first round pick. I will give you a second shit. But for Kyle Korver, it's like he has like they don't. He's only doing on Cleveland with value. So it's like yeah. I don't see him getting. I see him getting traded. I don't see him getting bought out. He has a massive contract to steal too. Like he think he has two years left on his deal with like fifteen, sixteen mil. Some kind of reason Atlanta Hawks came back. Yeah, they did. Um, I'm watching it and I was like, I don't know how, but um a lot of bad defense. The cause of every Lakers fourth quarter collapse. We better get it together. Yep, but at the end of the day, I feel like this song fits the uh, Washington Wizards, and if they don't blow it up, they won't get up. (laughs) They won't be able to get up, bro. Yeah, they can take that him again. Yeah, take them at least. They, they still got clap. But yeah, that's anything else in basketball? Like Um shoot. I'm trying to think. Let's see, cuz we can move on to wrestling, that's the case. So Yeah, go ahead. We do wrestling. All right. So moving on to wrestling. In wrestling this week, um, so Raw, Seth Rollins finally lost the belt, the tag team belts to be exact. <laughs> so shout to Arthur Sapain, my favorite Raw tag team, and it's not a lot of Raw, real tag teams in Raw. I'm not talking about random singles niggas just thrown together. Dolph Ziggler, Drew uh, McIntyre. But, so who, wait, wait. Tag teams are all real quick. Authors of pay revival. The B team, but what I haven't seen them as the revival. Uh, technically, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Oh, and then Lucha House Party, but and, man, I hate corny stuff in WWE. I hate it. Why so do they much. always put. Never mind. What the Mexicans together or some some something like that, and then, no, then they, they give them the corniest so, name. They no, literally man. give them the most Mexican stereotypical name. Oh no! I guess because Kalisto can dance, but I don't give a crap. He's on the man city, saw that so. man <laughs> dance like that two times, and it was like lucha dance party. Funny thing is, what Kalisto gonna be known for is thrill, and I can say that because I don't see him going anywhere that far. Is when he did that Selena Del Sol off that lineup. Other than that, it was fine. Man, still. But, uh, yeah, 
I, I see they more put the belts off Rollins because they needed to. Yeah, and also too. Survivor Series, and, you know, off of the pain versus uh, the boss. So. I'm not looking and, forward yeah. to that match, honestly. I'm looking forward to see Cesaro feats of strength. And thank God we got this that weekend of Survivor Series off. And not because of Survivor Series, because of NXT TakeOver. Exactly. But, which is going to uh, be very lit because my man's the Velveteen Dream gets his chance. It's not going to be the main event. But yeah, because Gargano and Aleister Black is going to go to war. Is no, that going to be a regular that's match? That's not going to be the main event. That's not going to be the main event. What's gonna, oh, wait. Ain't it the... Uh, War games. War games. So, yeah. Oh, that, that's going to be definitely fine. Well, my nigga, Adam Cole, baby, will get his, his butt kicked because it's time for him to leave NXT. And I plead the blood of Jesus over Adam Cole so he won't go to 205 Live. I plead the blood of Jesus. Hey, I hope he don't go to Cole. Raw either. I hope he go to Raw so he can. Never mind. He was out away from being. Exactly. Like, well, is Adam, will Adam Cole go at, at, as a face, right? Or would it be a hit? Nah, that'd be him. Adam Cole is a natural hit. Uh, dang, I mean, uh, <laughs> that whole series is natural hills. You're right. But he's so over, too, that they might force a they face. I don't, it's just his, his, unless the only how they can get Adam Cole from not being over is to take away the baby. And that's Adam Cole whole thing. It is. So, cause like, he's going to be straight either way, but it's just like, I'm trying to think in terms of just like success wise, like where can he, SmackDown is going to be best, but it's just like SmackDown's already heel central. And then Raw, he's going to get overshadowed by the random Brock Lesnar appearance, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, LeBron. You put that on Drew McIntyre at Mania. You have Adam Cole and them debut there. You you can have them debut at the Rumble, right? You have them debut at the Rumble. Um, Calls, you can have them either cause Drew McIntyre to match, something like that. Have Drew McIntyre win the belt at Mania. Because they said it's supposed to be some multi-man match. Yeah, that's, Hopefully Drew McIntyre wins. Man. That's the only way uh-huh. to logically get it all Brock, but I don't want to wait that long. Nigga, we don't wait that long. It, it is what it is, bro. The only thing they can do to get that... It, it is what it is, bro. That's just dumb. It a, and it, it makes me every time I see it. It's like just because we funnel money into them, because we're wrestling fans, you're the best product. They can do whatever the heck they want. And putting that belt back on him is a slap in the face to every wrestling fan. It's a slap in the face to every wrestler in that locker room. It's a slap in the face to everybody who ever had that belt strapped around them or any belt, even when it's the freaking European belt or the gotten on light heavyweight championship to put that back on Brock Lesnar. A person who don't give a crap about he only cares about the money. Don't give a crap because the reason he's going back to fight in the UFC is not because he, he he sleeps and breathes Ultimate Fighting Championship. No, it's the freaking bread, and he only you know, you know who the, Brock Lesnar is not a draw anymore. The fights he has is the draw. He's not a draw anymore. It's the fight he has. in the UFC. He's a draw in WWE. He's not. 
Because he washed everybody. Nobody wants to see that. In the UFC, he's not nowhere near the best fighter. So people want to see that. Either people want to see him get his face smashed, or people want to see him smash somebody's face. In the WWE, all you see is Brock Lesnar as five niggas out the ring, which is beautiful, by the way. But that's it. Like, he's not a draw. I don't see Brock Lesnar be like, cool. He's up there, almost up there. Not yet. In Shaving Man tier. I'm not working about the bed saying, oh, I want to see a Shaving Man match. The same thing with Brock Lesnar. And I always said, defend this nigga with extra talk about, oh, yeah, Brock Lesnar, man. He trash, trash. I don't know. Brock Lesnar can have matches. And then I look back and be like, man, this nigga is trash. Like, what? You limit his moveset to superplex, I mean, suplexes and goddamn F5. You know, you can have him ragdoll people. Braun Strowman barely can do anything, but he run across the ring, throw you, he'll freaking throw you across the, uh, the announce table. But no, Brock Lesnar has to do Germans, and because he did it to Cena once, and the, and the smarts was happy. No. So it's disrespectful that we have to wait all the way until then, but we can't do nothing about it. TLC is going to be main event that either AJ and whoever the heel of the week is. You know they don't give AJ main events. Come on now. Don't forget. <laughs> okay. And then it's going to be Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. So, it is what it is. They can lick mom. Yeah, that. I don't care, Dwight. Brock Lesnar, I don't care. I said Brock Lesnar never comes back. They can win the belt. Have that call the Brock Lesnar belt. He comes once a year to defend it and beat the crap out of anybody who comes across of it. Like, that's so stupid. It's a stupid thing. You're wasting Paul Heyman. You're wasting Brock Lesnar's time. You're wasting the steroids that he uses. You're wasting all that stupid stuff to freaking what? To what? To what? It's stupid. Stupid. So back to other stuff that happened on Raw, which not that much. Yeah, not a lot. Uh, then Dean Ambrose beat the hell out of um, <laughs> Seth Rollins, which is always entertaining. Um, let's see. Ooh, um, Bobby Lashley when he gets to battle, but that wasn't the best thing about the match. It's what happened after the match when we thought Drew McIntyre turned face, but he gave that Claymore kick to Finn Balor. And, and that Claymore kick, man, that John, that John different, bro. That Claymore kick is him. Claymore di- kicking Finn Balor is comical. <laughs> nigga show short. <laughs> With the Claymore kick, that finisher, man. Man, that finisher good. That's a good finisher right there. Jumakatai is. Oh, see. Braun is good. I heard Braun in the doghouse anyway, so we might yeah. not have a speak. Like let's, that, let's go into that. So it's been backstage reports that pretty much the main reason why they haven't given um oh Lakers tied it up. But um the main reason why Braun didn't get the title on him supposedly is because he's not the best uh backstage guy, supposedly. He doesn't show up on time. He leaves early. He does certain stuff that I guess offends workers, which is weird because it's interesting that this news is just now coming out because you got to factor in this. This guy has literally been around for like three years now. And the moment after he loses to Brock, this pops up. 
Like, I'm not really buying it solely because that's a stupid reason why, because Brock Lesnar's barely there. And then it's niggas who were more toxic to the locker room. Like, literally, like, you got to remember that Enzo uh, was literally the cancer to the locker room. And Big Cass, too, because he was out there wearing his manga hair and said, suck it to everybody that voted for Trump. Exactly. I mean, second to everybody who didn't vote for Trump, but I, but but Braun's in a different situation. When you're a locker room leader, is the he, especially with Roman being gone, you do have to feel a void when you have that belt around you, and certain people who don't, and you're not a big enough star to you can't fit if you don't feel that void, you feel good. Like that's a um, I interview, I mean, not an interview, a pod, on the podcast with Chris Jericho and um, well, on the the. Uh, Talking Jericho and uh and Cody Rose is on there and they was talking shooting the breeze and whatnot and they see you know they talked about CM Punk being a locker room leader and he said I forgot what they said oh nigga CM Punk calls himself the locker room boss CM Punk is corny for saying that by the way and like nobody respected him or whatnot but then again guess what CM Punk was a megastar so he can get away with nobody giving a crap if he was a locker room. You're a star, but you're not a megastar. So you have to, when you're that locker room leader, you have to come in, walk the team. I'm the first one here. I'm the last one to go. Ooh. For Roman to be such a, you know, all that stuff to get said to him about the fans, that never that never stopped Roman from being the first one in. First one to go. This is, and this not just said by WWE. This is said Vince about Carter just who, freaking dumped on Josh Hart. Oh. Ooh, they lost that game. Yeah, they lost that game. Vince Carter left up and dunked on Josh Hart, folks. If they lose this game, it's because of that, G. If they yeah, lose, they lost it's that. because of that, G. But I hear what you're saying, but and I agree because – but you got to factor in this. Bron is like – in terms of like he's like their second – Biggest star in a sense mm-hmm. of like, well, you still got Seth, like, yeah, but like in terms of like, and I was into another pod, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they made a pretty valid point. They sell Braun, they're trying to sell Braun like he's po- like he's the size of Seth Rollins, but they need to sell on more like the big show in a sense. Oh no! No, no, no! Hear me out! Hear me out! No, hear me out! Because talking about like Paul White, not freaking. No, like sell him off, like okay, like okay. I'm a giant. Yeah, (laughs) but like, like no, not in that sense. They just like they try. I'm not saying it exactly how they said I feel, but like they they treat Braun Strowman like that's like I often say Braun Strowman talks too damn much. That's what I mean. Like the man's gimmick is, I'm a, I'm the monster among men. Literally, that's his gimmick. So it's hard to like, and he, you're throwing him in the front forefront. He's opening shows. He's talking too damn much. Whereas like, it makes it hard. Whereas like, okay, now Roman's gone. He's your star. But he's the monster among men. I don't want to hear the monster among men talk. 
I want to see him whoop ass. Take names. Exactly. So if he was like sold like that, then yeah, it'd be it makes sense and all of that. But it's like you're selling him to sell shows by being your face of the company. If that makes sense, and, you know the only reason he's faced because Roman took the L with leukemia. I mean, he didn't take the L. Roman ended up getting leukemia. I'm sorry, Roman ended up getting leukemia, and the WWE took the L in that sense because you don't have the the face. And then Seth Rollins has the IC title, so he has to be an upper mid Carter because of the IC belt he got around his waist. Well, since May, since uh, Brock Lesnar's uh, know, champion Seth Rollins well, is just, the main yeah. champion. Well, he's the main champion on Raw, but in terms of like he just dunked you know, on the whole team after missing a free throw. He missed a free throw and got the rebound and dunk. Yep, he missed two free throws and then literally got, he got the rebound and dunked on everybody. Nothing <laughs> to literally stand in the gym and keep working on that free throw until it's freaking patent. Look, man. I don't care how much. I don't care how long you've been in the league. That that's that's getting really annoying. It is. Uh, you and you added more fuel to your weekend. We could enjoy the debate. It happens, but um, nah. Like with 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 Brian, I just think it's a weird situation. But WWE don't. They don't have, and that's the thing they messed up. They put too many eggs in the Roman coop, G. And it hurts them to the fact that, they, you know, Seth Rollins supposed to be that guy, but you put that belt on Seth Rollins because I guess you wanted to have the shield with all the belts and whatnot. Which wasn't a problem. It's, just... it's not a problem, but you don't have no fails. You know, you know what? what's something fail, you can't. So Seth, you have to get that belt off Seth Rollins. To get Seth Rollins the Universal title. Because if you get Seth Rollins the Universal title, then you can send Braun to freaking SmackDown or something like that. But if you get Seth Rollins the Universal title, the, the odds of making other main events possible and looking like somebody else is going to win, different hill titles, you're going to era, ooh, all these, it goes up higher because Seth Rollins looks like he can lose. You put that belt on Braun. I don't even only Drew McIntyre could take that off of him, and that becomes another problem. But Drew, no, but Drew McIntyre can't. Even though Drew, Drew McIntyre is tall, I know. <laughs> no, I don't. I meant the problem being it's only one guy who could beat Braun, which yeah, is and it's Drew McIntyre, which leads to another long, boring run eventually because it becomes what <laughs> we're fed up about AJ Styles. Damn, this Y'all run is long, about- and he's just. Body and people. They just break it. They 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 break the CM Punk's record. I'm just gonna keep it real with you. <laughs> and I'll have to because Tyson Chandler just won the Lakers the game <laughs> again. Yeah, Tyson Chandler, Tyson Chandler um, uh, got a game winning block on Trey Young. Yo, after Trey Young sauced up Brandon Ingram. Yo, I can't wait to watch the highlight. But um, what about to say? Uh, dang! You made me lose my train of thought because I'm asking, I'm trying to imagine got dark block. Uh, what were we talking about? I literally lost that far train of thought. Oh, we talking about Braun. my fault. But pretty much, we was talking about uh, 
who the belt will go on. Oh wait, AJ Styles beat in CM Punk's record because I yeah, see yeah, there you go. Yeah, now they now remember he's he's at three, he's past the three sixty five mark. It's four three four, so he's gonna probably get like four three eight or something like that. He's beating that record. He's holding that belt to probably Mania. Nine times of ten, the SmackDown side gonna win the Royal Rumble because of the multi man matches. That nine times of ten, that person probably be like Daniel Bryan. Uh, he finally gets his Rumble win. Um, he beats AJ for the title. And then Daniel Bryan, because Daniel Bryan is a champion who needs short title runs, so Daniel Bryan probably drop it to the Miz or something. And if, if, they, if, if they not breaking CM Punk's record, then that belt going on the Miz come TLC. And then Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble again, and then Daniel Bryan beat the Miz at Mania. That's the only two options right now. And Samoa Joe still be regular old Joe on the roster, which is still to this day is making me the angriest man in America. Yeah, I'm not gonna you. I'm a big Samoa Joe fan. I see. I rock with. The, I see. I'm so big with Jamal and Samoa Joe fan. I rock with his theme song. But, I hate the theme um, song. That's the only part I don't like his theme song. Oh, that do, do, And then the beat drop. I feel like Joe, literally Joe, it sounds like that's the Joe. best part and that's the fans ablibbing. The song <laughs> in itself is ass. Come on, when we all thought burn it down was bad to the fans start saying that. Burn it down. <laughs> yeah, but that grew on me. Samoa Joe's theme song, how long he's been in the company, like two, three years, has not grew on me. The boy just gonna need a belt on him eventually. I can see him coquita clutching um stuff while I was out of that belt. That'd be fun. That'd be definitely it's fun. Like, for the bed with Roman. But yeah, it's it's so yeah, weird. The young, like, yeah, the train you don't like go balls deep in that fourth quarter or something. He did. Yeah, that's right. But oh, like, uh, I don't remember he had no point. But yeah, I don't really know what's like W <laughs> it's just not really like Saudi Arabia really drained a lot of the energy you had going yeah. into like because it's just like you're like what the fuck with everything and like like the Roman thing was already a big L because to to the company to the company but it's like when you look at things now it's like okay our main belt of the company itself is gone again it's one thing like it's one thing like if Brock is there then it's like okay we know he's gonna whoop everybody's ass but the belt is there it's gone technically it's gone Mm -hmm. so it's like okay what do we do and you brought up like they really didn't that they didn't really bring, they invested so much in the Roman, which I agree, but the comp that's WWE has had plenty of enough time to like build oh, enough people oh, up. Rockets players and coaches believe Carmelo Anthony has played his final game for the franchise per ESPN McMahon. Mm, they gotta hold that, but like WWE has to figure out literally literally what the hell to do 
as a company when it comes to like their main show and their main belt because it's just like what the hell do we do like what the hell do we do like what are we expected to do without roman in our belt we can't really build anybody up because everybody's fighting for the icy belt you failed and like like i mentioned in a previous episode g there was a point where literally if john cena ever went down you had people who could just okay we still have watchable people you we still had randy orton we had edge ray mysterio jericho will probably luckily pop up at the right time and stuff like that now it's like yeah we have seth and we have dean but it's like the way they set everything up it's not watchable that's the thing it's not like they invested too much in roman it's just like they just haven't did a good job setting up stories if that makes sense no, it's, it's the long-term booking is really shoddy with WWE at the moment. Like it's it's huh, it's getting it's, it's stupid. It's stupid because they're not they they was too busy, and I understand Roman is your guy because Cena is turning into the Rock day by day, but you still had to, we, we, we had, we, Cena was placed at the perfect time because we still had Triple H. We, like you said, we still had Edge, Batista, all those dudes. So, and Cena has a track record of never getting hurt, but Cena always had opponents that strong enough to take the belt from him. If it's not the Shield, if it's not Brock Strowman, if it's not Brock Lesnar, you can have good matches with Roman, but none of them, if they're not those people, they're not taking that belt off of him. And it sucks. It sucks to see Finn Balor right there not doing nothing. It sucks. Like, I want to see Finn Balor with a belt around his waist. But we can't get that. Because it's so stupid, man. So stupid. Agreed. And you're supposed to use a time like this to at least start, like, you know what? We knew we dropped the ball with Finn. Let's put him in better situations. Instead, we get Bobby Lashley. Speaking of which, who uh, is influencing the culture with the headband? We what? He's influencing the culture with the headband. Uh, I thought you were about to say. I want to say. I thought you were about to say he's changing the culture with the headband, as in the headband coming back. As in Chris, this is the last episode of Threes of the Rings. I'm not. I can't. Sell, I can't. Sell. I can't be with you talking about this head. You coming around with the Bobby Lashley here, man. It would be good if we had a. I'm thinking about something. We got to start having stakes. Somebody's going to have to wear a Bobby Lashley here, man, to work for him. With the Nike side upside down. Mm. So every time a resident sees you, they're going to say, Is your hair bent upside down? <laughs> you got to be like, No. Nah. But, uh, yeah, man, WWE is just at us. Hopefully, after Survivor Series, we have no more Saudi Arabia or Australia or freaking no more overseas, mass, I mean, overseas big events for a while. Please. Cause just don't go back to Saudi Arabia. Not, nothing against you, you, the Saudi Arabia fans. Y'all good. It's just, 
this WWE auto mix right now. It's 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 delicate times, but yeah, WWE need to fix it. Uh, one last thing though. Um, in UFC news, uh, they come here choked out Derek Lewis in the second round. Then this pop ass chick. Then. Derek Lewis is Derek Lewis got that paper, so I hate mad, but it's still stupid because Dana White just wanted a freaking money fight. Understandable, but it was stupid. Now Derek Lewis kind of hurting himself because even Derek Lewis said, like, "Derek Lewis is a good guy, great fighter. He's just not at the level of Daniel freaking Cormier, which is arguably top five all time." Mm-hmm. So stupid. Um, that's. Pretty much in the like mainstream. It's a lot of uh, low key uh, UFC stuff, like the strawweights. I mean, the featherweights uh, get shipped out and nobody's staying unless you can move up their weight. Mm. Um, they signed this Ben Arskin dude. Uh, he's really, really good. He's undefeated. He's probably going against Raviola. That's the dude that Tyron really knocked out. The Raviola always have a good fight, so that should be really, really good. Um, that's it. Like, You'll see in this town too what they're looking for. Oh, and John Jones and Gustafson's fight is coming up. Is it December? Or is it late November? December. I think that's December. Yeah, it's early December. Yeah, that's in, that should be something that should be really, really that's gonna be a good fight. Because uh, once John Jones come back fighting, the last time John Jones and uh, Gustafson fought, it was really, really good. Yeah, it's back and forth. I would still say it's the last guy that. Gave John Jones a struggle. Yep. But that's because John Jones, I think that was full blown. This cocaine is in my soul, John Jones. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, well, that's it when it comes to like UFC stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything, but I can't. Other than we will never see, I probably will never be able to watch a Demetri Johnson fight ever again because I don't even know what a fad won championship. Freaking stuff that, uh, because he's on just the weight plus stuff gone. So, but next year the UFC got some some girl fights coming through, and it should be really really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel like we hit everything. So this is another fun, exciting episode of Threes from the Ring. Appreciate you guys listening. You know the drill. Follow the Facebook page. Uh, no yeah. chill on the podcast on Facebook. Twitter page on the way. And once again, be on the lookout for our new anime podcast, uh, Black Otoku, Black Otakus of the Culture. Be on the lookout for that. That's coming near very soon. Very soon, honestly. So appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, yeah. peace. Oh, uh, Carmelo. Oh, uh, yeah, man. That was good.